Ruin My Childhood. Thank you for listening to Ruin My Childhood, the podcast where we decide if some things are better left in the past. I'm Mike. And I'm Kat. And uh, what are we going to be covering today, Kat? George of the Jungle. I'm actually really excited about this. I don't know why, but it popped in my head that I wanted to watch this movie like three months ago. And I'm glad we're finally doing it. Me too. What is your relationship with this movie? What do you remember about it? <laughs> my relationship? Well, um, it, I mean, back in the day, there weren't that many options for entertainment where we grew up. So if a family-friendly comedy came out, everyone was going to go see it. Right. I definitely saw this in theaters. Yeah. Definitely saw this in theaters. Um, I don't know if we owned it. Actually, yeah, I think we owned it. We My next-door neighbor owned it. It was a popular kids movie. Yeah, we owned it. I I really enjoyed it. Is there anything particular you remember? They had some great marketing. Great marketing. <laughs> I remember parts of this movie. Like I remember the overall plot, but I can't remember like how everything, like all the little nooks and crannies of this movie fit in to the overall plot. But one thing I remember, and I don't know why, there's a song in the movie that I've always remembered. I can't, I don't know what the scene is, but it's like, I've been waiting for you my all my life, hoping <laughs> for a miracle. And then it's like, I said, day, day, but uh, right. yeah, there's just a song and it's like, I cry day when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I've, I've had that song stuck in my head for years and I really like it. Nonstop, man. Yeah, I've, I've seriously, well, maybe not nonstop, but I've definitely remember that song from this movie On for some reason. On wedding day? Yep. Thinking about that song? Yep. I was thinking our about you date. and I was like, and I'm like, day. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, explains why you cried. <laughs> oh, you looked really pretty at our wedding. Oh. Uh, the only other thing I really remember is there's a scene where somebody falls off like one of those like rickety rope bridges. And this movie, like there's a narrator the whole time and he goes, this is a family film. So nobody dies. They just get really, really big boo-boos or ouchies <laughs> or something like that. And yeah, I just remember this movie being hilarious and had, you know, I think it was my introduction to Brendan Fraser, even though he'd been around for years before that. No, Encino Man was my introduction to him. <laughs> I definitely don't remember any of the plot of this movie. It's more just a general vibe. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got a couple of voicemails, and I know you Uh-oh. got a, a, at least a comment. I did. So uh, let's let's play one of these voicemails. Hey, how's it going? Prime here. Long time listener, first time caller. Of course, just got called. But uh, I want to say George of the Jungle is a very self-aware uh, movie. I think it's too self-aware at some points. <laughs> some points it's not. But uh, I, I still think it'll be enjoyable for you guys. It's just fun, right? That's all I have to say. Thanks, Prime. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Prime. Yeah, and that's what it is. Like, it's an overall feeling. It's quirky. It's tongue-in-cheek. It it plays on um the appeal of going on an adventure. I'm pretty sure it breaks the fourth wall a bunch. I definitely remember some asides. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think they were weird ones. Oh, I definitely remember the really big boo-boos that I said earlier. Yeah, I think it's a weird movie just in general. Yeah. All right, you have a comment for us? I do. Um, Actually, I have a couple. Story of Dan Jewell sent two OK emojis. That's the white power symbol. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and the incredible, is it Holes or Holsey? Holes. Like Hulk. Holes? The incredible Holes. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she said I had a oh, I had the major hots for Brendan Fraser as a girl with a monkey. See no evil monkey emoji. <laughs> uh, we got one more voicemail. I probably should have mentioned uh, 
if you guys want to leave a voicemail, it's 64MDXPods1 is the phone number. You really couldn't get 69? No, that was literally the only one that I can get that had MDX pods in it. So sixty four MDX pods one. If you want to leave a voicemail or anything like that, here's our second voicemail. <laughs> so this app that we have that um, we receive our voicemails on, it transcribes them for us, and it it, um, <laughs> it dictated that one as George of the Jungle T-shirt. <laughs> We'll go with that. I don't know who that was, but thank you. There was no name on this. So, uh, it's a that... 408, some Gilroy scumbag. <laughs> if, if you're not opposed, I think we should go watch the movie and then come back and talk about it. And if I am opposed? Well, then we're going to do that anyway. Oh, I see how it is. Yep, it's a podcast. It's very formulaic. George. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the king of the jungle. Ooh. He's a real ladies' man. <laughs> now he's going from one jungle to another. Mom, Dad, this is George. So call all your friends and tell them to watch out. That's your dog? For this smash hit. Watch out for that tree. And we're back. We just watched George of the Jungle. And uh, I've got a lot I want to talk about. What about what about you? Got a lot I want to talk about. Mainly <laughs> the way you clip your sentences on the podcast. <laughs> uh, first off. <laughs> Awkward artificial laugh. <laughs> In brackets. <laughs> um, I got to say that opening sequence is pretty crazy. The I thought I was going to have a seizure watching it. I completely forgot about the animated exposition. The scream in that move in that is really annoying. So it has the classic George of the Jungle, George, George, George of the Jungle, strong as he can be. That but, might be the first time you've ever gotten a melody right on this show. <laughs> well done. But the uh, there's like a scream and, and it's like a baby swinging around. But the scream, like the voice, is way too deep for a baby, <laughs> and it's really annoying actually. Yeah. And then there's weird like strobe effects that yeah. were really intense. I'm lucky I didn't have epilepsy because there was no warning for that either. No, not at all. Um, I mean, the first thing that caught my attention in watching this is, what year did this come out? 97. 97. I kind of guessed it was around that time. I was not expecting the animatronics or the CGI or any of the effects to look as good as they did. Like, those drumming gorillas don't look half bad. Probably no, just the gorillas look good. Suits, the but... gorilla suits look good. Yeah. And the CG for the, of the elephant looked really good like right i don't know if you saw the trailer for sonic the hedgehog that came out this week <laughs> but the cg in 1997 in george of the jungle looks better than the titular character sonic the hedgehog in a 2019 movie that's sad yeah now what granted, was the budget for this i don't know but it was a disney movie so i'd imagine it was quite a bit i did look into it a little bit i didn't look at the budget but i feel like disney invested a lot in their live action during this era in the 90s and then it just kind of like petered out to straight to dvd for a little bit, absolutely. But I was reading somewhere that the person who had the rights to George of the Jungle was shopping it around and no studio wanted it. And they didn't even approach Disney because Disney had the rights to Tarzan and they were working. They had already announced the animated movie. So they didn't think that they would want George of the Jungle. And then apparently Disney reached out to them and actually needed something to fill out their like summer slate. So wait, somebody um, saw that they could purchase the rights to George of the Jungle and wrote a script just... 
No, like whoever had no, they had <laughs> they had the rights to the movie, but they couldn't get. They were trying to get it shopped and get it made, and no studio wanted it. And Disney decided to purchase it, even though they already had Jung, um, not George of the Jungle. That's what we're talking about. Tarzan. They already had Tarzan, so it was like the last dude that was expected to purchase it purchased it, and they put a ton of money into this. And to answer your question about budget, this movie had a budget of fifty five million. It had an opening weekend of twenty, just shy of twenty three million. Whoa. And then uh, had in a gross in ninety seven, and had a gross of a hundred and just shy of one hundred and seventy five million worldwide. Wow. So it was financially, it was very successful. What's weird is it it's had a, a sequel, investment. but the sequel was a direct to DVD. I never even heard about the sequel. I saw it, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, but getting into the movie, uh, or the theme song at the beginning, I thought for sure it was uh, they must be giants or they might be giants who did the theme song at the beginning. It wasn't. It was a uh, presence of the Amer- uh, of the United States and. Um, Presidents of the United States of America and um, and Weird Al did it, and I thought for sure it was they might be giants. Creative it sounds exactly like behind, them. Behind uh, peaches come from a can, they were put there by a man <laughs> in a factory downtown. <laughs> and and Weird Al, cause I'm fat. Uh huh. Man, they'd put anything really, on really the radio fat. in the '90s. Uh, he was more of the '80s. Mm. All right, so you should summarize the movie. <laughs> right all right i'll do it real quick so basically in a nutshell the animated opening shows us that uh, a plane crashed in the jungle uh, right by ape mountain and the most precious ape mountain ape mountain that's what the place is called is that near f- mountain <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> i don't even know where that is geographically anyway <laughs> ape mountain the most precious cargo was it sounds like George. you said eight mountain ape mountain ape, ape. and uh this kid ape Gets lost and is raised by an ape named Ape, who's voiced by John Cleese. And, you know, like 30 years later, Leslie Mann is in the jungle for some reason. Her name is uh, Ursula. No, we're not told why she's there, but she's just there. Her boyfriend slash fiance, played by Thomas Hayden Church, his name is Lyle. No, Lyle's his name in... What's his name? Lyle Vandergroot. It is Lyle. I think he has the same name in Wings. He looks like a Lyle. I think that's his character's name in Wings. I take that back. I don't feel sorry. For uh, <laughs> but he uh, he shows up and they find out about this legend of the great white ape. It's George. And uh, Leslie gets, Leslie, man, Ursula gets attacked by a, a lion, gets saved by George. George ends up going back to uh, San Francisco with her and uh, they, they form a relationship. And it's in a morally gray area, in my right. opinion. Why? Um, Because he's simple. Like George, George is functioning at the level of everyone he hung out with, and he mostly hung out with gorillas. So yeah, but what's a- what's the human equivalent of the maturity of an adult gorilla? No, but ape is super smart. Ape is super smart. Doesn't mean George is super smart. What I'm saying, he he's he's simple. He's simple. Yeah. He's like an eight year old. He's had, has too many head injuries. So I know the whole shtick of George of the Jungle is he's got to watch out for the trees because he's always hitting hitting dim trees. But uh, there's no way he's not dead. Right. Yeah, but no one dies in this, so right. it's okay. Uh, this movie does break the fourth wall quite a bit, and I very, very much enjoyed it. I like. There are a lot of little one-liners that I really liked. What were some highlights for you before we kind of just move across the movie? Patrick, that actually brings me back to something that my friend Natalie said um, when I posted this in my timeline on my personal Instagram. She said, let's see, let me find it. There's a really good essay out there somewhere about this movie and how it is directed toward the female gaze. A rare thing for Hollywood. Oh, there are 
several scenes in this movie where they're just like objectifying Brendan Fraser. You know, it's about time. Yeah, you know, back Although, in but, 1997. But now that I know like what went down with him, I feel bad saying that. Well, that all that weird stuff happened well after this, after The Mummy. So you can feel okay objectifying him prior to The Mummy. Eh, I mean, can you really feel okay? Yes. Eh. Oh, you want to hear something interesting speaking of his hot, hot bod? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he hired a physical trainer to get him in peak physical condition for this role. Uh-huh. And uh, for whatever reason, the personal trainer did not end up in the credits. And that guy sued the studio and Brendan Fraser and lost. Hang on. Did the studio hire him to no, get Brendan him ready for this? Yeah, right. Okay, so he's under no obligation to provide him any kind of credit. Well, That's silly. a lot of people do put their personal trainers in the credit. Like, your assistant because gets Because the be... studio is subsidizing that right. for every day that they're on set with you. I guess. But a lot Pretty of the sure. times, like, even just their assistant is uh, on there. So, anyway, I good. He lost. Brendan Fraser got to keep his money. So, good for him. Because we know he needed it because he had a really messy divorce. and Jeez, uh, put the guy on blast. He put himself on blast. He talks about it all the damn time. Oh, he's so, doing a Jennifer Aniston. Well, no, what happened was he got divorced shortly after doing like, like, like the year where he did like the mummy, the second mummy, Bedazzled or whatever that movie's called. He did a Looney Tunes movie and then some other movies. So he did like four or five movies. Then this was at like his peak. And then he got divorced and then he quit. His star quickly fell. Yeah, it did. And so his it alimony plummeted. was based off that year. And then he basically didn't work forever. So, like, he got, mm-hmm. he's been screwed out on alimony and he's tried to get it, like, adjusted for years. And I think he finally got adjusted recently. But now he's working again. He's been in a couple movies and he's on Doom Patrol. So, you know what? Good for him. He's working. Good for him. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie's kind of weird. It's Don't very you think it's weird. weird? I, like I kept waiting for it to get better, but it didn't get worse. It just got weirder. It's it's a weird. It's a really weird movie. Like the opening line to the movie is twenty five years later, the bouncing baby boy has grown into a swinging jungle king, and he, he like they say it exactly like this. It's super quick because George is like running and swinging and jumping. He goes, he's swift, he's strong, he's sure, he's smart, and then he goes, he is unconscious because he hits a tree and falls down. So this movie is kind of in the vein. Well, it's got the same mood, I guess, as the first Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, and like, a little bit. Watching it, you're you're not quite sure if maybe like you're dying and you're <laughs> hallucinating part of this because it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense a lot of the time. No, it doesn't. It's very hectic. Like this is like another thing. So very early in the movie, you know, they're going around the jungle and they see the peak of. Um, ape mountain and it's shaped like an ape and he, the narrator goes and they reacted with awe and they all they go oh and he goes no i said ah a w e and they go ooh and he's like that's better like the narrator directly interacts with the characters and I, that's not the only time i liked that that was funny it's, i thought it was funny too and i don't know who the narrator is but i i thought he did a great job whoever he is <laughs> random <laughs> lyle's racist um, I mean, is he the only racist person in this? Because there's a legend here. Like, the reason they go into the jungle is there's this legend of the white ape. You'd think that these dudes would just know what a white dude in a loincloth looked like. Like, well, why they did they think he him. was actually... Then where did the legend come from? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense, Michael. Maybe George killed everybody else except for one person. 
That wasn't in the animated exposition. <laughs> well, the the animated <laughs> exposition only got him to like, hey, he got lost. And then it went 25 years later. He's strong and fast and smart. He's not smart. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think it's a little bit rude that these dudes in the Congo, like, I get it. They're all black. They don't see as many white people. But you'd think they'd know what a white dude looks like. Right. Well, maybe they just saw, you know, a bunch of gorillas and they just saw some, like, pale skin really quickly and thought, oh, there's a weird albino gorilla or something. I don't know. Or maybe, like, Matthew McConaughey had been there playing bongos with them, so <laughs> they just thought he was one of them. Who's that actor that you think looks like a gorilla? Oh, no, it's Nick Nolte. Nick but Nolte. He, he maybe Nick Nolte was there. He specifically looks like the albino gorilla. He really does. Yeah. He twins. really, really does. Twinning. Um, So... <laughs> The way that they meet um, Ursula and George is she is fighting with Lyle. He drags her to the jungle. Like, he wants to find this great ape so they can just leave. And then a lion comes. And so George rescues her. But the way he, like, fights the lion, he's like, here, kitty, 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 kitty. (laughs) Meow. He's like meowing at the lion. And then he, like, picks it up, spins it. He clotheslines it. And he's like, rubber tree. Great for clotheslines. And then he, like, pile drives. He, like, beats the crap out of this lion. (laughs) breaks the lion's back, (laughs) obviously. He picks it up over his head. And then, like, brings it down like Bane with Batman. At first, it's funny because it's a little ridiculous. And then it just keeps going. You start to feel bad. And then it keeps going. And then it's not fun. And you're like, oh, did Jimmy Fallon do this? It's bad. Well, and then like the lion comes back and it's like totally chill with everybody. Yeah. Because later on, so we, it's, it, the pacing of this movie is a little interesting. So it's a good like 20 minutes until they really meet. And then they spend about 15, 20 minutes in the jungle together. And then it's San Francisco for about 20, 30 minutes. I feel like they spend more time focused on the elephant dog than they do on any kind of storyline right, in the jungle. And then like the whole thing with, there's like these, Lyle hires these like mercenaries, I guess, to help find um, Ursula and her crew. And then those mercenaries know the story of the great ape or the white ape. And then they decide to try to hunt him. And then they realize that ape is talking so they want to capture him bring him to vegas and have a vegas show and make money off of him so there's that weird side plot too but what i was going to say is the lion thing so they only spend like 20 minutes in the jungle before going to san francisco and they do a lot of stuff like there's a scene where they have like a sexy little date in the waterfall but george doesn't know how to what's the word i'm looking for he express does, his feelings he doesn't know how to like the mating rituals of humans he only knows <laughs> ape mating rituals of like puffing out your chest and throwing leaves and stuff so you know there's a scene like that there's a that dance scene that i was talking about at the top of the episode with the and i say day uh-huh yep anyway and then there's this random scene where it's supposed to show that he's like the king of the jungle and it's like little tiny monkey that looks like what i looked like as a baby a capuchin a capuchin you little monkey exactly i like really a did it's uh, <laughs> shows oh, up how are you a skinny baby it's so weird i don't know uh but this monkey shows up and is like, I need, you know, I need your help, George. And it turns like you think there's this like big danger. It turns out that he just doesn't have any friends and wants to be friends with the other monkeys. So George sends the lion from the beginning of the movie to like attack the other little monkeys and tells the little monkey that needs a friend to just make George of the Jungle Tarzan sounds. And then you just see this really weird, like choppy footage of the monkey going, ah, 
like banging his chest and bouncing around and then the lion runs away and then he becomes friends with all the other little monkeys it's there are a lot of little bits that kind of go nowhere right. in this film and that was like a good five minutes of this movie and this movie is an hour and 31 minutes yeah <laughs> and they spend like five to six minutes on this like monkey there, stick there wasn't a lot to the script no i mean let's was, be real yeah it's it you know it makes sense given the source material what did George of the Jungle even... I don't remember anything. It was a anything. cartoon from I like the 60s. I watched that cartoon a lot. Yeah. And I don't remember anything Neither about it. Neither do I. It. Neither do I. Yeah. It's... It, it is what it is, basically. It is derivative of the cartoon. And I think if you go into it expecting that, then it makes perfect sense. Right. Um, one thing that doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me... <laughs> well, I, mean, I, guess, I guess it does. Because as soon as Lyle shows up, Ursula's not so cool with him being there no like she looks upset and then immediately he basically drags them out into the jungle trying to get them both killed at this point she's so irritated with with him that she gets abducted by this ape man and she's kind of chill with it yeah, right away hot. yeah she's yeah, like uh... i'm gonna get some jungle strange get them parasites oh my god that's how you get parasites that's literally how you get parasites in your vagina yep Banging eight men. In the jungle. Um, <laughs> he had a pretty sweet pad, though. Uh, he had a treehouse made out of, like, airplane parts. It had an elevator. It was pretty cool. He lives with a gorilla. Hey, they're pretty closely related to us. They can rip your face off. They can. Hey, did you know gorillas uh, mainly eat celery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know anything about bodybuilding. So we've never seen a gorilla <laughs> at their full potential. <laughs> <laughs> Load them up with some peanut butter. See what happens. You're right. Just get him a personal trainer and they'll mess some stuff up. <laughs> you set them up with Hagrid. Hagrid. Our cat is ripped. He he's has like yoked. a six pack and he's like super buff. We're pretty sure he, he lifts the couch when we're not around. And the other day we were watching a movie and he was under the couch. And he was making the whole couch shake. It was crazy. He was. He was trying to lift it and we were in the way. You know, if you hold him up with one hand in the middle of his belly, he'll do the Superman. Like he is ripped. Yeah. If we shaved him, he'd have an eight pack. <laughs> Now I kind of want to. <laughs> oh, no. Just for the summer. It'll be fine. So there was a song that came on in the middle, and it was like a Barry White song, classic song, but it had Shaggy singing. I didn't know Shaggy had any music Let's other stay than- together? Yeah. I didn't know he had anything other than, it was on me. Shaggy was actually very successful in the 90s. Yeah, I didn't know that. He was a product of his time. Right. Like Ali G. Ah, of course. Um, <laughs> so- she, she's she got the hots for this loincloth ape man, um, but obviously he's a little bit socially awkward. So right. she's like, I'm going to bag this at home. Like, I'll right. take him home, get him cleaned up, get him vaccinated. We get shot in the face first. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> so really quickly, there's a scene where- It wasn't where... that serious. There are hospitals there. Right. So there's a scene. Well, what's weird is, so Lyle finally figures out what's going on. Shows up, he slips in like elephant poop, and then there's a fourth wall break where one of the guides looks and he says, uh, "Bad guy falls in poop." Classic. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do it with the accent. No, no. <laughs> Bad guy falls maybe in poop. Maybe don't read that much of the script. <laughs> Classic element of physical comedy. Now comes the part where we throw our head back and laugh. Ready, ready, and then, or the narrator says ready, and then the guys say ready, and then they throw their heads back and laugh. So just like another weird scene, but it's it's funny. And then he pulls out this gun 
then the whole movie he's got this lighter that looks like a gun and he says i'm gonna go shoot the guy like well that's that's a lighter not a gun he goes he doesn't know that and then somehow it's magically a gun and he shoots and he shoots george in the face he switched them when he opened up the backpack there was a real gun and there was the lighter and he looked at them both and was like i mean i don't remember which one's which screw it which one of those people had this little girly gun that's all you need no i'm not saying that you need anything more than that it just seems weird that when you look at the crew that was there that doesn't seem like the kind of gun that either of those two like mercenary dudes would carry that's the kind of gun that james bond would shoot only the timothy dalton one okay what's wrong with timothy dalton nothing i actually really like timothy dalton quite I a bit i love timothy dalton <laughs> you shut your mouth michael um yeah there's that's uh what else do you have? Uh, just another thing. Okay, kids, let's settle down and review the important information. Lyle's a big doofus. Poor George really was shot, but can't die because let's face it, he's the hero. Stop reading quotes. I had to. You're going to ruin the only good parts of this movie if anyone wants to actually watch this. Oh, that's true. I apologize. No more quotes. There'll be like one more quote. So they end up in San Francisco, and there's just like a lot of weird set pieces in this. There's a point where he rescues a skydiver who got tangled in the golden gate bridge and he swings around on the golden gate bridge yeah and you know what's interesting so i was saying that the cgi and the special effects look really good the green screen does not qualify i didn't think it was that bad i really didn't there was one scene where they were riding on um the elephant that looked pretty bad but overall i didn't think it looked that bad you pointed it out a couple times and i i didn't see it but there was one scene that was really really bad yeah. And I think maybe you were just looking for it at that point. No, I was trying to find anything that, that was okay. But at this point, she'd already like taken the jungle man back to San Francisco to clean him up and try and bang him. And she didn't even give him any clothes right away. Like, San Francisco's cold, okay? Doesn't matter what time compared of year it is. Compared to the jungle, yeah. It is cold compared to the jungle on the equator. Right. <laughs> well, and what's weird is... Once again, you would think that they would spend a decent amount of time in this part of this movie, but they really don't. So he shows up, she immediately calls her friend, and her friend's like, damn, I want to tap that. Her friend is kind of predatory. Super predatory and super creepy. And then all of a sudden, like, she's like, I got to go to work. So he goes out on about on his own, and that's when he, like, saves that guy from the bridge. But the next thing you know, they're at the engagement party. Lyle's in jail in Africa, so he can't show up. And I thought I'd missed something. Like no. for a second, I thought maybe I passed out and woke up. No, it's just that quick, it's and it bizarre. makes no sense. And and then nothing makes sense no. ever again in the entire so, film. Like it's the scene goes really, really quick. Like this whole thing's like five minutes, but so much happens. So Ursula tells the whole story, basically summarizes the whole movie to her parents, and they actually like fast forward it. And then the mom freaks out, and meanwhile, while she's telling the story, so at the same time that that uh ursula's telling the story they <laughs> there's this scene where you see these two men and they're on this like balcony and they're watching a bunch of women and they think the women are just watching these horses they're like what's with women and horses but in reality you just see george glistening running with horses <laughs> in slow motion he goes full fabio and like the women are so thirsty it's ridic it's ridic um but you know all the women from then on out are kind of strange ursula's mom uh, at one point, sits down to confront him about uh, the situation, the reality of the situation, that being he, involved with him would hurt her social standing. Therefore, it's just not going to happen. Right. Someone comes in and offers her an hors d'oeuvre, and she says, no, thank you. 
I've had quite enough protein for the day. Right. What does that that mean? mean? I don't know. Well, (laughs) she says something along the lines of like, if you don't leave, I'm going to take away the only reason why you need to wear a loincloth. Saying she's going to chop his ding dong off. Maybe she's just talking about his foreskin. I mean, it's not like he's getting circumcised by that ape. Although, you know, the ape did have that big book of medicine. He did. But I mean, he was a toddler when he got lost. He was able to swing around. Maybe he was already circumcised. I don't know. It depends on when the ape studied medicine. No, I'm not saying that he was probably circumcised before he got lost in the jungle. Oh, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we need to ask uh, one of the authors about this. But immediately if jk rowling wrote this she she would would be tweeting about it at some point (laughs) right 4 a.m scotland time (laughs) george was already circumcised (laughs) but then like immediately like i said this whole thing with like the mom confronting him the horse thing and then ursula telling the parents about this whole situation was like five minutes yeah and then he's back in the jungle he's just like oh i guess i should leave and then it's just convenient that um Tuki, his like toucan tells him that ape is getting kidnapped and then he says apes getting ape napped or something like they do some weird play on words and then he just buys some air jordans and then ends up back in the jungle uh, well around this time uh they flip the typical teenage girls having a sexy pillow fight scene and they gender swap it instead they have max and thor tickle george for an uncomfortably long scene yeah that was weird it so, was it was just you know a little bit more of showing off his body right being well, touched by yeah, Max by, and Thor yeah <laughs> which are the two mercenaries that Lyle hired they stuck around to try to find ape so you know I have to say I do appreciate when objectifying is equal opportunity however um, women are just sexier than men and so the tickle scenario doesn't doesn't translate well every time. Well, and then at this point, once they got back, and then there was already some like poop or toilet humor, you know, with the (laughs) poop humor, with like the Lyle falling in the poop earlier in the movie. But at this point, it just devolves into toilet humor the rest of the movie. There's a point where, uh, like on three different occasions, Ape farts in some farts in somebody's face. Right. At one point, they all like all the bad guys end up in a cage, and Shep, the elephant dog, pees on all of them. Like, it just gets really weird and at like super just lowbrow. Yeah, and I, then, it, it was kind of lowbrow the whole time. It really was, but then it went like lowest common denominator kind of like humor. And then Lyle just shows up and he like joined a cult and he's just going to force Ursula to marry him. And the way that this whole thing gets resolved is they end up on these like rapids and George goes like finds this ridiculously long vine and says something along the lines of like this swing is really going to hurt and he swings across the entire jungle smashes a tree the tree falls over the river and Ursula just climbs onto the tree while Lyle falls down a waterfall like and that's basically the end of the movie they get married in the jungle and they have a baby at the end those bongo playing apes suddenly have bandanas oh yeah what the hell was matching that matching bandanas and they I don't did know. kung fu they they did uh ape fu or something like that did george go shopping in san francisco to only bring home red bandanas I- Yes, and bandanas aren't normally for ninjas. Well, maybe he just thought they were spare loincloths and he wanted to <laughs> spice things up a little. Right. But he only got red. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Was he going to stitch them together? Make a few little skirts? Maybe. I don't I don't know. The movie like they really just needed to wrap this movie up. Like it's weird cuz I really don't understand 
where majority of the 90 minutes that this movie was really went to because there was so much like we really just flew by this movie like there's just so much random just obscure things that happened in this movie but the plot itself could have been contained in like a half hour episode of like a tv show but then how would they have had the opportunity to you know objectify him and right. throw in a random gratuitous nude scene yeah that's right like they did like a whole thing where he was naked in an apartment covering his butt like you saw a decent portion of his butt if he's been living alone in the jungle, except for some monkeys that, well, okay, were, were there bonobos there? I'm, I mean, we didn't see any. Are there bonobos in the jungle? I mean, there are bonobos in Africa. Either way, George is not going to be picking up great habits, and he might not be fully aware that his penis is a no-go in polite society. Right. Absolutely. He I don't think he would care about covering up. No, he wouldn't. He didn't. He was just walking around. It was uh, Ursula who covered him up. Hang on. He's wearing a loincloth. Which he, means the peen needed protection. Therefore, George is uncircumcised. We don't know that. <laughs> we really don't know that. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. He definitely didn't care about nudity because he was just like, when the friend showed up, he was just naked. And then Ursula was the only covered. There was a point where he wanted to wear just a dress and it was too short. And she had to like give him clothes because it wasn't going to cover anything. I, I like how she obviously has the resources to just go and get him an outfit or have someone come measure him or have a personal shopper pick something up. But instead, she's like, yeah, let's just go shopping and you can wear my clothing while we do it. Oh, well, he, he's simple, like you said. I think Ursula's just really kinky. Maybe. She, she must be. She went to the jungle looking for some strange. Yeah, she brought home her own little sub. Yeah, that's really weird. Dressed him up in her clothes. Yeah, that's really weird. You know, the more I think about this movie, the weirder it gets. It's a really weird movie. It doesn't it make really a lot of sense. Is. Who wrote this? Um, Aaron Sorkin. Jay <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ward. Jay Ward and three others. Dana Olson. Dana, Dana Olson's Olson in there twice. And Audrey Wells. Well, she wrote the story and the screenplay. All right. Well, who, what else has Audrey Wells done? Under the Tuscan Sun and the Hate You Give. A Dog's Purpose. Nope. Nope. Not not on board with her work. The Kid. I'm Actually, I, I think I liked that movie. <laughs> it's all the same things. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much more to talk about. On my this last movie. note in my uh, <laughs> my study of this film is this movie just kind of sucks. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, though. It's a really fun movie. I think I remembered liking it a lot more. But when I really paid attention, it was just dumb. It's super dumb. It's super. D so would you say it ruined your childhood then by going back and watching this yeah i think it kind of ruined my my affinity for george of the jungle it didn't ruin mine i thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie i had a blast watching it i think it's still funny because you're like what the hell is going on it's so random and it's so odd that it's still funny but it's not a very good movie i think it's really enjoyable i thought like the humor and the production values were good i i thoroughly enjoyed it of I, course the production values are disney. good it's disney they threw a ton of money at it. Right. I mean, but I, I thought it was good. I would say my childhood is is uh, untouched. I guess it was the best that they were ever going to do with a George, of the, George of the Jungle movie. movie. <laughs> well, they're doing a, a gritty reboot. A gritty reboot? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't I don't have much more to say about it. I, I really enjoyed it. I would definitely watch this with like our nephews. I would watch this with them. I think they would have a blast watching this movie. Uh yeah, I don't think I'd let a child watch this. Really? Nah. I think it's hilarious. I think they would find it hilarious, especially like all the fourth wall breaks. I think they would find it hilarious. Yeah, and then you get to listen to poop jokes for the rest of the well, day. They're already doing that stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else. I think we should just discuss yeah, what we're going to cover I've next time. I've got nothing. What are we doing next time? You know what we're covering next time. What are we covering next time? Honey, it was the movie that you said you wanted to cover. What was the movie? <gasps> Zorro the Gay Blade. Yep. I don't remember that movie much. I've definitely seen it, but I really don't remember it. I'm looking forward to watching it again. It's a fabulous comedy. I love it. I've always loved it. It's a classic. It's got that really tan guy. The really tan guy? Yeah, the actor. Like, Isn't it like George Hamilton? I and don't it, even remember. I think it's George Hamilton. He's like famous for being really tan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to be famous for. Right. Um, Katrina? Cat? Mm. A.K.A. Katrina Ossity? Where, where, where can our, our listeners find you? Well, I think you, I already said it. You already said it, genius. Dang, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm all over the internet at Katrinosity. Check out her YouTube. Sure. Check out our YouTube uh, link in the bottom or in the description, depending on where you're, you're where, where, where you're consuming this media. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out everything that's MDX Pods related at mdxpods.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I said Twitter twice. <laughs> uh, Instagram's probably our main place you should go, so check that out. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mdxpods and That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.